Glory, glory, Sacramento. Welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your host, Nolan. Just a quick note to everybody before we get started with the business of today. The audio quality is not the best, um, but we are still working with how to get everything sounding so super good. So bear with us. Listen for a couple minutes. You won't even notice that there's some echoing or anything after you listen for a couple minutes. Anyway, today, the inaugural episode of, the, of our podcast, we're excited to talk about all things Sacramento Republic. So first and foremost, we're going to focus on the tactical breakdowns of, um, of the important games that Sacramento plays throughout this 2019 season. Um, yeah, Scott and I both have a passion for soccer tactics, watching games. We love the team. We love the, the game of soccer. And so we're just excited to start talking about that. We also want to focus on some other uh, Sacramento-related issues uh, further on in the in the podcast. Scott, you want to talk a little bit about what those things are? Yeah, so Sacramento Republic-related issues. So right. things like the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference and how uh, those tables and standings kind of relate to Sacramento and their uh, finishing uh, within the table and also playoffs. And um, a part of that would also be the U.S. Open Cup and how important that is for Sacramento. And lastly, it would be listener questions. So what do the listeners of our show want us to talk about because they feel it is important for Sacramento Republic. So that is the scope of our show. Yeah. It is ever kind of changing and growing and flowing as we change and grow with <laughs> our soccer knowledge and our love for the game. Absolutely. But I think we should just jump right in to yeah. some news off the field stuff. No yeah. one, what do you have? So big stuff has been happening off the field, Scott, big which stuff. is why we're talking about it. Big so, stuff. The first big thing, the first big announcements for the week. This week, the MLS, Major League Soccer, announced that they're going to expand the league from 28 teams to a 30-team league. This is big news for Sacramento. We've suffered heartbreak throughout the years of hearing that MLS you know, status is imminent and then having it taken away from us from yeah. Nashville, which I've, I didn't even know people lived there yeah. and knew what soccer was. So, yeah. Anyway. There's some good chicken in Nashville, yeah. though, I will say. I've... You've been there? Nashville hot chicken is pretty Nashville good. Nashville hot yeah. chicken. Hmm. Well, and, and for, first of all, before we go any further, are we really surprised? I mean, about expansion, about expansion, expansion from 28 teams to 30. Like, it, uh, it, for me, I'm not surprised because more teams means more money. Yeah. So I always felt like this was coming. But yeah, what I, I guess, what does this mean for Sacramento? That's a good question. Um, first of all, I, I think it means a new excitement around the club. Uh, we've both been to games this season, and there just seems to be this. For me, at least, there seems to be this this like sadness that's kind of taken over over the fans and the stands. The Tower Bridge Battalion is is losing numbers. You know the 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 stadium isn't packed out for every you know Saturday night game like it was before. I don't, that's just been my. I haven't been to as many games as you have either, Scott. But there just yeah. seems to be like like a depression. Uh, yeah, the fans. It, it was almost like once Cincinnati took the that twenty seventh spot. Right. Who took the twenty eighth? Was that Nashville? Their twenty eight has not. Been oh right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But it just crazy. felt like yeah, once yeah. that spot was taken, it was kind of like a well. That was the spot given to a, a USL team yeah. in a sense, and once that was gone, it was kind of like well, Sacramento's chances are kind of down the drain. Yeah, but I, I also think that because we've been kind of teased for so long with, um this MLS expansion, I just feel like people are kind of over it. Yeah. Like, either give us the spot or don't. Right. I, I don't know how much more the fan base can kind can of handle it. it. Yeah. So I think in one sense, the 10,000-ish fans or maybe 9,500 fans that right. are at the games are really there because they like they the Sacramento soccer. Republic. Yeah. And they like soccer. They love having. I love having a club in my backyard that I can just go to a, a Saturday night game or a Sunday afternoon game and watch like really really talented players play for 90 minutes or whatever it's it yeah 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 no anyway. i agree so so i think that's kind of why there's been a depression but now that there is those two more spots spots 29 and 30 all of a sudden the light at the end of the tunnel has yeah. gotten maybe a little bit brighter where it was kind of dim yeah a couple months ago and it seems like the sacramento investment group and the ownership has you know maybe foreseen this announcement because several days before the MLS announced that they're expanding, they, uh, Sacramento agreed, the Republic agreed to a, uh, came to an agreement with Sacramento city council about, you know, approving a 
the the building of the Sacramento Stadium and the railroad rail yard. This rail yards, yeah. So, railroad, yeah. so what does that entail? What it sounds to me like it's just another kind of check of the box in terms of okay, we've got the stadium in place with yeah. the design and the construction team, and we're already going on with the construction. But this is just kind of seems like okay, but there was this last thing that we had to get done with the city, and now if we get major league soccer team yeah. here in Sacramento, we have this agreement already arranged. It, it's just one less, I guess, thing. question mark. Yeah. No, they seem yeah. to be getting their ducks in a row. Because mm-hmm. um, I believe I saw, this was on social media, that the MLS wants to announce by like July, or the middle of July or mm. something like that, okay. who, these, who gets the 28th spot. 8th and 29th spot. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's my understanding. No, I, I actually, now that you say that, I, that, that so does sound familiar. I may have read that in some, some article. I've read like five million articles yeah, yeah, yeah. about this. So yeah, out there. and the so the buy-in, so the in the buy-in uh, amount for those for the twenty eighth and the 29th spot has been slated at two hundred million dollars by the MLS, which is vastly far. It's a far greater amount than it was five years ago when the yeah. soccer when Sacramento. Yeah, I, I think when Toronto FC came in the league in two thousand nine, so it was ten years ago. It was ten million dollars. Oh my gosh! And now it's up to two hundred million dollars. But when Sacramento yeah. was first talking about expansion. In like 2013, 2014, okay. I think the buy-in was somewhere between 75 million, okay. maybe 100 million. I think it was about 75 million, and then it just has slowly kind of increased by big chunks. And yeah. if Sacramento doesn't get this 27th, 28th, 29th spot, 20th, 29th, but 27 is 150 million because yeah. I don't think oh, that 27 that's what Cincinnati was, tw- or sorry. Yeah, the 28th and 29th spot okay. at, at 200 million. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a little fearful that that 30th spot will be, you know, 250 or right. 300 million. And all of a sudden, all the owners that have invested and are committed to expansion now, yeah. another 100 million or even 50 million dollars might just be too heavy for their pocketbooks to handle. Yeah. That's my biggest concern. So that has been Sacramento's. They have the, they have the room for the stadium, they have the city behind them. It seems to be that in these past, you know, stories of expansion, it's been that they, at, at the end of the day, they didn't have enough money and they didn't have, Sacramento's not prime real estate for an MLS club. Right. It's not, I, I heard a, a reporter um, on an on an MLS podcast, to not be named, mm-hmm. uh, say yes. that the really, the big struggle with Sacramento isn't their stadium or isn't, do they have an academy or do people want soccer or do they like the team? It's is Sacramento a, a quote-unquote sexy enough city yeah. to really attract international type of attention? I think Which I, I guess is a, a fair point, but, I mean, is St. Louis a, a sexy <laughs> city? I mean, if you like barbecue, yeah. yeah. And I guess they have a, a long-storied history, I hear, yeah. with soccer in the United States, but... Maybe it's more commercially... Yeah. But Sacramento... Yeah. But I don't, I don't know of any other cities other than maybe San Diego, Phoenix... Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know of any other cities that a player could say, oh, well, I don't want to live in Sacramento. Yeah. It's not a big enough city for me. Yeah. I would really like to live in this other city that is yet to have an MLS team. Right. The only other one that I could easily point to would be Miami, but that's already kind it's of a done deal. It's coming be in. A thing, yeah. When is, you know, they're taking their time. But I, I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. Well. We'll see. We'll see yeah, how this. We'll, we'll have see to see how, how things out. unfold and what yeah. the narrative is that unfolds over these next four months ish. Yeah. Sounds like it's happening relatively quickly. Like it's not going to be drawn out over two years or whatever it has been. Yeah. Before it seems like so yeah. that'll be good. And just to put it in perspective, um, we kind of read so two hundred million dollars is the the amount set by the MLS. Uh, put that in putting that in perspective. The only other professional team or you know top division professional team in the city of Sacramento is are the Sacramento Kings. Not an exciting team to follow, to be a fan of. Not recently, definitely. Not recently. Um, so they're valued by Forbes.com at $1.6 billion. So that's just, you know, to put to put that out there, the Lakers are valued at $5 billion. Um, so the, these professional teams are valued very, very highly. Um, so that's that's kind of what we're getting into in, with American professional sports. At, on the MLS side, it's far less. So the Atlanta United is the um, most highly valued club at three hundred and thirty million dollars. LA Galaxy at three twenty. Seattle Sounders at three ten. Toronto is in fifth place at two hundred and ninety million dollars. So yeah. the 
the money, it's not quite as big. I feel like this is Sacramento's last chance to get on board before it, it just blows up and the MLS is another big league in the United States and we're going to see far greater value yeah, and, on the team. And that's why you spend the $200 million, and yeah. that's why you invest and it's you know more like probably $500 million when all is said and done yeah. in terms of infrastructure and front office staff and all of those things. Totally. So you, what you're really betting on is a big exp- – explosion yeah. in value similar to the NBA the past five years. Yeah. The Sacramento Kings really have jumped their valuation because the league has jumped in their evaluation. And so if you think that soccer in the United States, specifically major league soccer is going to continue to increase in value over the next couple decades, mm-hmm. then Seems like you're it. going to invest 200 million expecting a big return on totally. investment. So, I, I think that I'm not scared by the number mm-hmm. in terms of is somebody going to look at soccer and say that's not worth the $200 million investment. What yeah. I'm afraid of is just that number is going to keep growing, and at one point it's going to be too big for the investors we have now. And then we're going to be back at the same spot we were at yeah. a couple months ago where we need a big whale, a, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm just – that's my only concern. So yeah. hopefully we get in these next – couple spots hopefully i'm sure more spots will open up there's what 30 there's how many teams are in the nfl 32 32 okay yeah. and i don't know well yeah we'll see we'll i think whatever is going to make the league the most money that's where they're going to go what, yeah totally speaking of making money there are some players that get paid money to play soccer in the city of sacramento what and they recently had a game against the austin oh, bold they sure did. that was first of all that was an amazing segment i know thank you thank, thank you. you yeah yeah, yeah. okay and, uh, yeah austin bold and uh, we're going to get into this game. I think what we're going to do first is just... Do we want to make sure people know what the result was? Well, we'll tell them in a, okay, okay, we'll yeah, tell yeah. Them I think in, in a second. But yeah. first, um, heading into this game, I was feeling very confident that Sacramento was going to get a positive result. result. I yeah. knew that the Austin Bold setup Ooh. formation and tactics were one that was very defensive, a lower block, mm-hmm. and was one... That was okay having a nil-nil draw on the road. Yeah. Or even at home. Okay. Yeah. So I knew that going in. And I felt confident that Sacramento wasn't going to concede. I was a little bit less sure about them scoring. Yeah. That's how I felt even sitting down at the game. I was like, okay, I feel good, but are we going to score? Right. So. What? what just, just off, just, but first of all, just. What was it? So I was at the Oklahoma. I wasn't at the game uh, that they played uh, in Sacramento against Austin. I was at the game that they played uh, in Sacramento against Oklahoma City, where Sacramento won four one and yeah. scored three goals in the first thirty minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, what? And if I remember right, Oklahoma set up pretty defensively as well. It was like a. Uh, mm, it was no. a four two three one. That's crazy. Okay. And they just didn't seem to be on the same page defensively okay Okay. specifically in the midfield yeah okay yeah yeah okay that was that makes sense so yeah sacramento they had drew so they started their season with the draw against real salt real salt lake where the the real monarchs um had a win uh two wins in a row then lost uh, the sounders and then came to the bold okay Uh so um yeah felt confident not going to concede good stuff um yeah so the first stuff we noticed in the first half um i would say was Right off the bat, like you said, Aust- should we now tell people the score? Oh, the score, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you want to do it? Yeah, so, okay. spoiler, if you don't want to hear the score, turn it off now. Sacramento won okay. 1-0. Sacramento won 1-0. With okay. a goal from Jaime Villarreal. Uh, well, at the end of the day, it was Jaime Villarreal. It, it was Jaime Villarreal. It was, yeah, okay. it was his goal. There was some controversy, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, it a took second. a while for Sacramento to break down this team. Like you said, they were very um, defensively solid. Um but they are, were also dangerous in attack. We even saw that in the first yeah. half. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 1-0. It was a good, great result, great game. Uh, the players played well. Um, <clears throat> first thing that I noticed was just a clear... So there was a, there was a hard tackle. Um, in the 12th minute. In the 12th minute by Austin Kleber for... Yeah. So he's their only striker for Bold. For the that Austin has Bold. scored. That yeah. has scored. So, yeah. He was so he's one of like the two off like strictly offensive players that's on the field that uh, that night, and he 
Austin had won one game, drew one game, and then lost every other game. Or something. Yeah, and, he, and he's of the two goals that scored, he's the only one that has scored. Yeah, so he's he's pretty important. Yeah, for this team, he, and th- this is a, a team that's very old. So you would think, okay, it's an older team. They have experienced players that can score consistently, but mm-hmm. it, that's not what they're showing. And when I say old, they have six of their starters right. are over the age of thirty-one. Yeah, and they're experienced players. Like as the yeah. game was starting, we were hearing. You know, the announcers talking about, oh, you know, this guy at the, you know, with Sporting KC for six years. Yeah. And this guy, you know, so they've had MLS experience. Some have played overseas. Um, mature team. Yeah. Uh, their striker, Austin Kleber, goes in for a, just a horrendous tackle against on uh, Tainer. Mitchell Tainer. Yeah. Like in the middle of the field, I think Tainer was playing as a center back yep. in that game. And he was uh, uh, kind of driving up the field in within Sacramento's own half still. And uh-huh. just a hurt, like he goes in to slide in and just like just nails his ankle. Yeah, studs right up the yeah. upper ankle. And and he's given a yellow. Yeah. I think we both agree that it was should have been a red. I think if you rewatch the game, it, it's a red. Clear red. And the USL, I would say, would concur because that we looked up the discipline report for week six yeah. and uh, they suspended him for a game. Um, so he was out of their next game. And then they finally had someone else score for them in the yeah. next game. So that's cool. So it is unfortunate yeah. that it's not given as the correct call. Right. Because it's 12th minute in, and your only goal scorer, goal scorer yeah. goes out. Yeah. And you're so now you're down a man, and the man that you're down is the one that you would expect to pull out a goal. Yeah. So I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. The result in the end goes Sacramento's way, so right. it doesn't really matter in terms of end of the season results, but it would have been nice to just have the team try to like we're, we're Sacramento fans. We clearly see it's a red, but I'm thinking like, you know, Tanner makes the same tackle. Mitchell Tanner makes the same tackle. And I look at the replay and then just as a, you know, unbiased party, I look at him like, "Mm, that's a red, you know, no ball. Anyway. So yeah, that happened. 12th minute yellow card was, and we're actually going to talk about, Kleber a little bit later, later on because he's, he's involved in another incident that yes. draws a yellow. Yes, not his own. Not Sadly. his own. Right. Should have been. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So that was yeah defensively. So that's, yeah. So that's solid. the twelfth minute. There's a couple of chances from Sacramento on the twenty first, the 29th. Half chances. Maybe if there's a little bit better control, something yeah. comes of it. But nothing really happens until about the thirtieth minute. There's another hard tackle. This mm-hmm. time on McCrary. It's a that one's more. That's more like uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit. A, a red would have been harsh, but it was it, still. It was yes. still a rough tackle. It was definitely a rough tackle. Um, a yellow was not given. It was just a foul. And then we move on to the forty-fifth minute, forty-fourth, forty-fifth minute. It's toward the end of the first half, with a couple of minutes of stoppage time. And Deckel Keenan mm. goes in, uh, for. I, I I can't even. It it was a it was a. I think an aerial battle that yeah. he's trying to win, and the the official I think calls him foul for. Putting oh his, yeah, his, yeah. His, the his guy sh- pulls him down, right? And then Keenan goes down, and yeah. it, they're just kind of like touching, grabbing each other, yeah. And, and they get up, you know, and they're just kind of like looking. And yeah. The re- and the ref pulls out a yellow, and the ref, yeah, it pulls out a yellow, and it's I don't know, maybe about thirty yards outside of the goal. Yeah. So they're set Not, up for a free kick. Yeah, set him up for a free kick. And I'm thinking, okay. It, this is a decent... And Deco Keenan, by the way, played an amazing... He's come into the team really well. He's an exciting player. Maybe we'll talk about him a little bit yep. more la- a little more later. Um, but he, it, it, it wasn't a defensive error. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I'm not even sure if it was truly a foul. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the anyway, foul yeah, was yeah. given. They set up the free kick. Set up the wall. Set up the free kick. Uh, this is a spot that... Sacramento has conceded before. Obviously, free kicks, you concede goals. So when Jose Baez steps up to take the free kick, I'm thinking it's going over top right. Baez took the free kick? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going over top right. Instead, Baez goes under the wall, bottom left. And as soon as the ball left his foot, uh, I was like, that's a goal. It's going in. Yeah. Except Josh Cohen sees it late. Pulls out an amazing save. Dives late, pulls out the amazing save. He's a great keeper. He's, he he really Dude. is a great keeper. If you look at his stats from last year, he arguably was the best goalie over the course of the season. Now, uh, 
it wasn't given to him because statistically over there were more saves no 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 it it, it was it was there yeah the, the save percentage was greater over the the minimum amount of games you had to play which i think is 20 games yeah. um evan newton of fc cincinnati sacramento alumni mm. um got that because he played 20 games but he didn't play the other 14 it was another goalie huh. so in my head josh cohen plays or no sorry not 14 games um 12 games huh. or 10 games my goodness i'm getting it was 30 games so okay, okay. um in my head josh cohen plays all the games starts all the games for the season and has just slightly less save percentage but over the course of the season he's the best goalie so yeah if we're looking at josh cohen in terms of goalie rankings he's probably top five if not maybe top three within the league yeah and i think this is one of the plays among many yeah that highlights his skill set which is he's a really good shot stopper yeah and i think similar to other really good shot stoppers around the world he has really good footwork hmm. so he's i did see i did see that that he was a passing option when uh it i can't remember what minute i do remember it was a back pass from tainer to uh cohen and Cohen's like within his own, uh, like just like five yards from his own post. Yeah, he's re- and, and had the confidence to pass it back, being pressed by I think two two strikers are closing down um, some passing lanes, and he gets it out. I, I think he was a long like a long ball forward, which he did, he had a couple really good, well picked out passes that going that direction. Um, but I noticed that too that he was considered a passing option by the back line quite. Yeah, frequently. well, and and that's pass that's footwork with the ball, but I, I'm th- I'm thinking more footwork without the ball. Yeah you know defensively he he always sets himself up well to be able to make the save i I don't really remember a time last year where i went oh he that's clearly his keeper keeper error because of his footwork Hmm. um so yeah cohen makes the save and not that long after the whistle goes first half is over what were you thinking because you were at the game i was at the game and it Honestly, it was pretty back and forth. Yeah. Um, I'm. I was feeling confident that Sacramento could get a goal. Yeah. And then, kind of just kill the game off. Okay. Not necessarily in a negative way. Yeah. But through possession. Right. Because you're not going to break down a team like that more than. You're really not going to get one more than one good opportunity on goal. Right. And I think you could that see that yeah. with how Sacramento was set up. So, um. Austin Bold played a, a lower block four four two. Okay. In defense, they would drop to a four four one one. So they would okay. drop a stri- striker. It was actually Kluber would drop in hmm. and would play that kind of midfielder role. Now what that would do is they would essentially have three men in the midfield for Sacramento's three men in the midfield because Sacramento was playing a four four a four three three. Excuse me. Okay. The interesting thing that I kind of noticed partway through the second half yeah. was their zonal man-marking system. So, Austin's. Austin's, yeah, yes. Yeah. So Sacramento's style of play is to have um, forwards and midfielders in the center of the pitch mm-hmm. turn and show for the ball from usually the center backs. Okay. So this game it was Tainer and uh, Keenan. They are really the ones that start the offensive plays. So when a Sacramento midfielder, whether it was Jaime Villarreal or Drew Skendrick, would turn and show mm-hmm. and take steps toward um, the defender in or the center back in possession, rather than let them go into another person's zone, the Austin Bold defender would follow them. Huh. So the pass wouldn't be on. So I think Sacramento has trained uh, their center backs to look for midfielders that are leaving one defensive mark uh-huh. and kind of drift into this middle area where they're not really being marked. Yeah. There might be players around them, but they're not really being marked. Austin didn't let them do that. Hmm. Austin followed them so that they were constantly marked. Now, that would open up spaces. Yeah. And I don't think Sacramento was very good at exploiting those spaces that were opened up. Hmm. So at the end of the first half, 
beginning of the second half, I, I started to notice this and pick it up. And yeah. I started thinking to myself, why isn't Sacramento actually trying to play through the middle more? Hmm. You know, what what's going on that they're trying to get the ball out on the wings? Um, huh. And that that's interesting that that's a very complicated, not complicated system of defense, but it's, it takes an understanding of the way that Sacramento plays. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because it demonstrates that Austin clearly had done their homework before the game and knew, uh, how to defend this team. Yeah. In the same, I thought the same thing. I, this is what came to my mind when I saw the free kick go under the wall. Either that was just like dumb luck or he just had the intuition that oh, I'll go under the wall today or like because you, you hear about in the Premier League you, you watch a, a guy like Phil I remember Coutinho went under a wall and everyone was like oh he's amazing but it turned out that his backroom staff the, the however how many guys that sit there and watch games all day had yeah. noticed that he could have done it and, and like he had a good chance yeah, the, of going. the wall jumps every time anyway, so you yeah, can go under yeah, yeah. so I, like part of me wonders like was that you know the Austin staff saying if, if you you know go for it go under the wall because we've reviewed game you know so that's a that's very detailed and that's in the second division of american u.s soccer i think that's interesting clearly they knew that playing that style of defense would um would make it hard for sacramento right. to break down yeah. yeah so i think that's interesting yeah just the way that we've advanced yeah approaching game preparation in the usl yeah so. okay so then second half starts and the wingers are blackwood and Bijev. okay mm-hmm. Uh, Bijev is on the first half. He starts on the right. the The first half he starts on the right. Yeah, and then Blackwood and him switch at the half. At the half. Yep. Now Jordan McCrary had been bombing up the left side. Yeah. With Blackwood tucking in a bit mm-hmm. for pretty much the whole half, and it was it was working in the terms that he was getting the ball, mm-hmm. but nothing was really coming of it yeah so at the half blackwood and bijev switch um so why do we think that is because uh, it's going to play out but what do we think uh simon elliott saw that told that forced him to tell blackwood and bijev to switch you know i think that so the first thing bijev is just so much more he takes more initiative on his own to try to go for goal. So he's playing on the left. I'm pretty sure he's a right-footed right. winger. Um, so he's going to have to cut in on his left. He's just not going to get a great shot off. He's not a great shot. He doesn't have a great shot to begin with. He's not going to get it off with his left. Um, and so he was probably working with... Uh, 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 who was playing right back at the time? Gomez. Oh, yeah, Joe Gomez. No, not Joe Gomez. Not, not Shannon Gomez. Shannon Gomez. We'll edit that later. Shannon Go- I was thinking of uh, Liverpool's yeah. center back. Anyway, uh, Shannon Gomez. He was playing with Shannon Gomez on the right. Shannon Gomez, anyway, we'll talk about it later. Uh, yeah, I think just off the face of it, it allows Bijev to cut on his right, take a shot. He's very He dribbles very well. He can beat defenders right. quite easily. Um, I've been frustrated the past year and a half watching him as he... So frustrated. He makes amazing, amazing dribbles. He has someone open on a far post, and he just tries to go for it, um, and it just rolls into the keeper's hands pretty much, like... Um, but I did see in the Oklahoma City game. I saw uh, in the late, late in the game, he cut in on the. He was playing on the left, cut in on the right. A hard shot. It was, it was the best. It was the most well taken shot I've seen him. T- I've seen him take. The goalie had to tip it over the bar. It was right at. It was right at him, but it was going over his head, so he had to tip it over. Right. Um, so he, he can shoot. And I think Simon Elliott was thinking. Well, first of all, just give Bijev a chance to shoot. Um, you might have some more in depth analysis there. Yeah. So I. I think. I think Simon Elliott saw that when when um, Austin Bold would be in defense in their low block, their four four one one low mm-hmm. block, they would shift over to one side so far that they would essentially leave the opposing winger wide open. Okay. So I think what he he told uh, the team is. Hey, get the ball out on the right with the the triangle of Blackwood kind of tucking in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Shannon Gomez pushing up on the wing, and then either Drew Skundrick or Ray Sari or Jaime Villarreal mm-hmm. coming over to be this triangle to kind of suck 
four or sometimes five Austin Bold defenders in. Yeah. It would be the, the center back, the right back, and then two midfielders. And sometimes the um, even another midfielder would come over and they would be all on that right side. Hmm. And they were so sucked in that the left wing was wide open. We We would go on to see that switch. I, I noticed it in the beginning of the game. Hmm. It happened a few times, and then it kind of didn't happen a lot because possession was going back and forth a little bit. Yeah. But in the second half, it was very clear that that was something that Republic wanted to attack. They mm-hmm. wanted to suck them into the right side and then switch out to the left, and I think that's why Bija was put out on the left was so that he could get the ball with a little bit of space, one-on-one with a defender that was running backward, and hopefully he could cut in on his right, get a shot off, yeah. play a pass into the middle to Awasa or an on-running midfielder, mm-hmm. or potentially go out on the outside and then get a, a, a cross in. Yeah, which makes you think Awasa was playing. He doesn't play as well as a central striker, which is where how he started the game. Um, and Bijev, it, it just seemed like the substitutions, first of all, the substitutions that uh, were made were very good substitutions as it turned out uh werner came on for bijev um in the 70th minute um and ended up providing the assist to Jaime villarreal's goal um we brought on bonomo and allowed awasa to play more as like an attacking midfielder right um and so that seemed to break down provide the opportunity for sacramento to score um yeah what like First of all, talk talk a little about about Sam Werner because he's new to the team. Um, he played really well. He's scored already this season. He's there leading their assists. He has two assists. I mean, it's, there's only five games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just talk about his impact on the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he comes in in the because you were you were talking about wanting to to get the ball to the right wing. Yeah. Which, okay, so so yeah, so Bijev comes in for Iwasa, and now he goes out on the left. And I think what this does is, is it, it gives Sacramento a little bit more dimension in two areas. The first is Warner is a little bit quicker of a player, so you can switch the ball out to him and let him run onto it. Mm-hmm. And I think he he can catch up to those balls, unlike we saw. Um, Bijev in the first half not be able to do that. Yeah, there was a long ball and he just didn't have the pace. Yeah, I think Warner's a bit quicker of a player. He's able to do that. Number two, he's much more of a two-footed player. Yeah, so he can take players on on the left, like on the outside with his left foot and make something happen, or he can take you on the right on the inside and yeah. make something happen. So there's no perfect way to defend him. Hmm. Whatever you give him, he can exploit it, even if there's help. Well, then that means that he can play a pass and get out of it. Yeah. So I think with bringing on Warner, you're bringing on a guy that allows you to be much more dangerous, especially running at defenders. He likes to run at them. And he's fresh. The defender isn't. Yeah. So. Which it seems like Austin reacted to that kind of infusion of of new energy on that left side because both... They were play- They substituted shortly after. So Werner was substituted. Yeah, they sub- in the, substituted their left back and their left midfielder, I, I believe. Right. One, one minute. Uh, one minute and f- four minutes after. Sorry, one minute and five minutes after. Uh, after Werner came on. Was it their? Was it no? Sorry, their right back and right midfielder. Yes. Was that who they yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or was. Yeah. It was the right, right back. Right. Yeah, because he's coming down on the left. Yeah. Okay. Or was it? The right striker and right midfielder. It was the right striker as well. Right. That, but that, that so was their whole right was, side was substituted. Right. The, the, the right striker came off. Before uh, Werner came on. Yeah. No, okay. wait. Sorry. Uh, let me look here. Subs. The right striker. Was that after the 64th minute or before? Promise. Yep. the striker and he came off. Uh, he came off in the 76th. Seventy six five minutes after okay. Warner came on. So after Warner came on. So So I had a note here that Sacramento kind of picks up play after the sixty fourth minute. Hmm. And that is a few minutes before Bonomo comes on for Skundrick and a few minutes before BJF goes off for Werner. But 
going back to the 64th minute, I think play picks up because there is an incident with Kluber, uh-huh. the Austin striker, and Ray Sari, yeah. the Sacramento holding midfielder. Yeah. Kluber is on the ball. He is trying one... to dribble past uh, Warren, or sorry, uh, Sari with his back to him. So he's trying yeah. to turn. And in the process of trying to turn, he puts his hand out to kind of give himself a little bit of space off of Sari. Yeah. Sari's a, not a tall guy. He's maybe yeah. six, five, 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 six, maybe. Yeah. Kluber's a bit taller. He's maybe 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, so when he puts his hand out, he puts his hand right into Sari's face. Yeah. Sari immediately throws his hands up, kind of saying, hey, where, where's the call? Right. There's no call. Um, Austin eventually gets the ball down the field, and it goes out for a corner. Right. In the process of setting up for the corner, Sari walks over to the official and starts talking to him. Hey, wh- where was the call? Yeah. But not just talking. He is aggressively arguing. Yeah. I saw the official kind of put his arm, arm out and say, hey, it wasn't a foul. It wasn't a foul. Whatever. He's probably saying it's incidental. He didn't mean it. Mm-hmm. Warner is holding up his hand, asking for another card, saying, hey, he's already on a yellow. Yeah. This should have been another yellow, hands to the face. That's Probably frustrated that yeah. he'd seen such a kind of pretty terrible tackle go down in the 12th minute. Yep. That's that's exactly what he's saying. He's already on a card. This should be another card. He should he should already be off. He should be out, yeah. He should be off now because he put his hands to my face. Yeah. Uh, there's another Austin player, not Kluber, I think, that walks up and starts talking to the official, asking the official <laughs> for a card for dissent on sorry. Yeah. Sorry was at that point being held back by Deco Keenan, the the center back, because he was very aggressively, yeah, uh, we'll say aggressively disagreeing okay. with the official. After the conversation kind of ends, the official walks away. He's getting ready to blow Prepare his whistle for the, for the corner, corner yeah, and, and you know wave his hand in for the corner. Sorry, stomps back up to him. And wags his finger in his face, huh. yelling at him about the missed call. Then the yellow card comes out. Huh. So I think this is significant because Kluber should have already been sent off. And right. again, he's suspended yeah. for that challenge. So yeah. he should have been sent off. He then puts his hands to the face, which is, eh. by the letter of the law, yeah. could be interpreted as a yellow. Mm-hmm. So I think after that moment... Play picks up. Yeah. I, well, I, I think it's significant also there because there, there was definitely grace extended there to Austin, but uh, Shannon Gomez. Oh, do you want to get to that? Yet? Yeah, we we can yeah, talk, yeah, yeah. We can talk so, about that. So I, I feel I feel like the yellow, the not giving uh, Kleber a yellow and for the sorry incident is a fifty fifty. Could yeah could have given it, but you, it, you can give it. You don't want to give it. It's not intentional. And, right. Ten minutes. Yeah. Like, I don't think it should have been a card. It could have potentially right. been a foul. Yeah. But the fact that the referee saw it says, hey, I, I see it. I'm trying. He's probably thinking, I don't want to send him off. Yeah. Which maybe isn't the best mentality, but yeah, he acknowledged it. Yeah. He saw it. And b- Let's so play on. Play on. Yeah. 50, so 10 minutes before this in the 53rd, 54th, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Counter and... Shannon Gomez is pulled from the thing on the right wing. Yep. He's, he's pulled yep. almost to the left side of the box to defend the striker who's coming down with the ball. Tackles him in the in the box. The striker goes down. Yeah, the striker is Isaac Promise. Isaac Promise. The striker goes down. And you know, I, I saw the replays, I saw I saw it as it was happening. Um I my my initial reaction is just kinda like is like, oh crap, like, you know, striker down in the box. Off of a off a tackle from the from the right back, who's like scrambling to get into position, it just seems like oh you know penalty. Um, the ref the the official says play on. So um, you know like the tackle it, it was a clean tackle. He got the ball. Um, they played on, but I, like but like I said the um, the pl- like I think it could have gone either way. I think ha- you know had the referee not been as forgiving. You know, Austin get a penalty. They convert. It's one sacks one down against a team that's really hard to break down defensively. And I, I think yeah. it, it would have changed the way that you know that Sacramento would have played. I, 
Yes. Don't know what you have to say about that. So, I think this is uh, a scenario where, unfortunately, the camera angle lies. Because so you were there, you I, were sitting in the yes. So you saw I it, sit on, on the end line. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at the game from behind the goal, and what I saw was Shannon Gomez comes exactly what you said from his right back position on this through ball uh-huh. to cover um, because it was a counter, and he clearly steps. He he does that thing where he steps between the player and the ball, huh. so he doesn't. He, he foul. Boxes him out. Yeah, he it's all yeah, just like basketball. He he basically steps between the player and the ball. Yeah. Isaac Promise tries to get around him by bringing his left arm over Shannon, Shannon Gomez's Gomez. head and puts it like on his chest and tries to pull him out of the way. Yeah. And then actually I remember a foul being called on Isaac Promise. You're right. Yeah, it went the other way. So when the whistle was blown, I immediately put my hands to my head and thought, he just gave the worst penalty of this guy. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, ref yeah. is having a bad game. Yeah. And then he runs over and points his arm toward the Austin Bold goal, goal. signifying a Sacramento free kick. And yeah. I went, okay, good, because that it. was an amazing play. Was the ref, was the official behind the ball? He, he was running behind, um, he he was he was trying to catch up, yeah. But I think he saw the, arm the striker's around. arm go over, huh. and then both players fall. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't think Isaac promised the Austin Bold striker. He doesn't really argue it. Yeah. He gets up and, and just kind of yeah. Jogs there didn't back. seem to be a huge reaction. Yeah. From, which I was surprised um, of too. And there's a similar play in the 50th minute huh. where um, Shannon Gomez steps in front of Isaac Promise and takes the ball away from him, but it's not in the box and it's not on a counter. Yeah. So. This was, I, I think if you're looking at, at it from the wrong angle, it could have definitely been a penalty because you see the defender step in front of, kind of lunge in front of the def- the attacker, uh-huh. and then both players go down. Yeah, The ball doesn't move. Hmm. So from that angle, it might have been a penalty, but I think the ref got it right. That's awesome. Yeah. Dang. And that's funny because I didn't... We had saved. I, I we were talking about the podcast before, and you talked discussing that incident, and I didn't. I we I was like, you were surprised that I said it was fifty fifty, and, and you're like, oh, well, I have a totally different thing, and yeah. I just I didn't know what you were gonna say, and so that's cool that you saw that facing the goal. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's interesting. Just yeah, interesting. Cool. Okay, so so we've talked about an incident in the fifty third, an incident in the sixty fourth, yeah, and then we were talking about the subs. You asked me about Sam Warner to kind of get back to what you were talking about. Yeah. We we discussed him a little bit. Yeah. The Bonomo sub for Skundrick allows Awasa to drop into the midfield, right. which pushes Jaime Villarreal deeper, which I think is more of his natural position. Uh-huh. He's naturally a deeper Long midfielder. midfielder yeah. yeah. So those changes come in the 68th and the 70th minute. So they have 20 minutes to play. So they have 20 minutes left to play. Now you've got a winger on the left with a plan to get him the ball in space, running out defenders, a two-footed winger that can get crosses in, who's very good at getting crosses in, which yeah. is why he takes corners now. You've put on your six-foot-four striker. He's amazing, but I've really, he's not scored yet. He's not season. scored, but he's done very well. Right. Yeah. I, I just remember he, he's got he, drew the penalty. he drew the penalty against Oklahoma. Yep. It's clear. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. You and Sam Warner drew the penalty against Colorado, so you have guys that ended in a result in a win. Yeah, so you yeah, have yeah. two guys that have been dangerous in the box. Yeah, and the the momentum has kind of fully swung towards Sacramento yeah. after this foul, after this card was given to Ray Sari. Yeah, in the sixty fourth minute, and I just feel like. At that point, I thought, okay, Sacramento's got this. They, they've yeah. figured it out. They're maintaining possession, and they're being dangerous. Yeah. 20 minutes left. I think they can nab a goal. But I didn't know from where. I mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I think they're going to score, but I don't know how. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like there was one player that was just really on or anything like that. It was just, I just felt confident. Yeah. And play kind of 
goes back and forth a little bit. Austin, you you could feel Austin weakening. They start, you know, their goalie goes down. He's rolling on the field. Yeah, he's rolling. On, yeah, yeah. They, they they're trying to kill the. They they yeah. feel they feel something coming. They're trying to slow the pace. Yeah. So and that's game. what I mean by play yeah. goes back and forth. Yeah, Not yeah, necessarily yeah. possession goes back and forth, but what each team wanted to do kind of went back and forth. Right. So Sacramento had the ball. They were trying to be. They were going for it. Yeah, they were trying to go for it, but Austin wasn't letting them. Yeah. So that's what I meant by play going back and okay. forth. Okay. Um, and. Then all of a sudden, 84th minute, there's a big switch from the right side to the left side, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. So Shannon Gomez had bombed forward. He has the ball, lays it off to Ray Sari. Ray Sari picks his head up, looks to the left, sees Warner in a yeah. bunch of space, and pings it out to him. Brings it down. Bring, yeah, brings it down, has a little bit of a dribble, tries to go past the right back. At right this- back hits it out, corner kick. Yeah. Okay, at this point, yeah. It's 83rd, 84th minute. Sacramento feels like, to me, that they've got only a few more chances. Right. If you don't capitalize on your chance now, yeah. you only have maybe one or two more. It's going to be a last gasp effort yeah. after this. Yeah. So they they jog over, and Jose Baez, the Austin Bold midfielder that Took the free kick took under the, free the wall. Kick that almost went in. Yeah, goes down with a cramp. Looks like it's his left calf. I think the, I think the commentator said he got stung by a bee or a mosquito. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, it was sarcasm, obviously. Yeah, he's clearly time wasting. Yeah, but the physio comes on. Yep. So and I, I, I it was weird because I, I saw him like glancing towards. I rewatched it obviously, so yeah. I, I saw him glancing towards his bench and kind of like put his hand at like, oh, yeah, like I'm yeah, hurt, I'm hurt, I'm hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I, I wonder how much of that was like, I wonder how much of that decision came from the bench to like, yeah. You know. Well, and like we said, this is an or- older lineup. Yeah, and he is one of the older players. Yeah, thirty-one. He's thir- he's over thirty-one. Yeah. So he might have actually been hurt. He might have actually been. This might be totally legit. Yeah. He goes off. He goes before off. Before they take the, the corner. Yeah, and you can tell before he goes off that all of the Sacramento uh, guys are in the box except for one, Jaime Villarreal. He's right. at the top of the box. Who was checking on uh, on Baez. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's friendly. He was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Jose Baez is at the top of the box because he's apparently supposed to mark Jaime Villarreal. So, yeah, Jaime, so uh, Javier Baez is playing on the left side of the midfield, marking uh, Jaime Villarreal, who was playing on the right side of the midfield. Yeah. So, anyway, the corner comes in from Warner. It's a high, in-swinging corner. Mm-hmm. Goes over everyone. Over the setup, Sacramento setup. Yep, and falls to this unmarked Jaime Villarreal, who just... Right inside the 18 on the right side. Yep. Doesn't power it. Doesn't try to do anything fancy. Yep. But it is a one-time volley with Two his left goal. foot on goal. Uh-huh. However, there was a little bit of controversy because it was originally Quite marked a bit of controversy. Jaime Villarreal's goal. It, yeah. But it, it went in. Was, it was. Yeah. So it goes in. It's a goal. There's on. It was on target. On target from the moment that Jaime right. Villarreal took the took the ball. But Jermaine uh, Taylor, the uh-huh. sub, I, I think he was, was sub. He sub. Was he? I don't. I can't remember. Okay. But Austin Bold defender is standing pretty much right in front of the goalkeeper Diego Restrepo, who. Similar to Josh Cohen is an amazing USL goalkeeper. Yeah. Okay, he won goalkeeper of the he, year he a couple for, years ago. So he, the announcer said that he played for did OC Blues? Did it, they knocked Sacramento out of the playoffs last year? Right? Mm. Who took who took him out? No, it was it was uh, it was Swift Park. Swift Park. But he, he played for them. No, he didn't play for them. He okay, he anyway. played for. Oh man, now you're testing me. I think he played anyway. for San Antonio. Okay, but anyway. I can't. Or maybe it was maybe it was. Or maybe it was Oklahoma. I can't remember. He anyway. did something significant. So he won goalkeeper of the year like okay. two or three years ago. He's a good. He's a good goalie. Okay, yeah. and the defender is standing. Jermaine Taylor is standing right in front of him, and instead of turning and letting his keeper save it, which you're not it's supposed hard. to do, yeah, it's, hard it's to it is weird. Yeah. yeah, he dives, tries to head it head away, it. and heads instead of heading the ball out, he heads it in oh, yeah. to the goal. Yeah, which was odd, but it goes in. Oh, I hit my mic. But um, it goes in. Yeah. And like we said, it was originally called Jaime Villarreal's goal. Yeah. And then he goes to celebrate. Was, the, the, I think the announcer goes, Jaime Villarreal. Yeah. yeah. 
and exciting. Then, He's just come back from injury. It's his first goal in like yeah. 1,500 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the next day, it's marked as an own goal. I think it was like five minutes after. Oh, was it really? It was yeah, even yeah, that yeah. soon? The, okay. the announcers. So the, I really like whoever was announced. The young, He sounds younger. The younger sounding announcer that was that was commentating the game. He's like, I disagree. Disagree. It was on target. Yeah. Get, and they talked a little bit how they give, how they award goals in those kind of contentious situations. Yeah. Like, 99th like you'd give it to him like it was it was it was going in whatever um yeah but it was five minutes after like it was yeah and the, even some players on social media after the game right cameron took cameron also took to took to twitter um and reposted and retweeted republic's update that the goal had been given to as an own goal and he's like this needs to get fixed yeah. you know it was clearly his jaime villarreal's goal yeah and it was fixed it, it was. was eventually given to jaime villarreal yep. so jaime villarreal is the tied for second Leading goal scorer for Sacramento with six games played. With a um, center back. With a center back. And yeah. with Sam Werner. Yep, and Sam Werner. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, the only other thing to really mention from this game, a couple other things, small things. Jordan McCray comes off in the 89th minute. Yep. It was his debut. Played well. Played well. I think was solid. Yeah. Yeah. From the left. Yep. Yep. Didn't do anything spectacular. Yeah. Didn't put any... Big foot wrong? Yeah. Yeah, it was just solid. Uh-huh. It was a solid debut. Solid, um, solid and then debut. in the 92nd minute, Blackwood pulls up with what looks like a left hamstring injury. I think it was just tight. Yeah. Um, but he's able to stay on and continue and finish the game. So yeah. we'll see what, what happens there with, yeah. with the injury. I like the way that um, our center backs played. Yeah. I feel like I, I'm kind of like emotionally just like... Yeah, okay. So so let, what are some things to take away from this game? Let's move into... A couple things to take away, key players, yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, Um, I really like the way that our center backs played. Um, I'm still getting over, like, I feel like we're coming out of a, an Emre Clementa era. Yeah. Where he he kind of was this cool, young prospect, you know, that... Montenegrin international. Yeah, he's playing international games. Oh, and how hasn't he gotten a... We were we, we watching... Major League Soccer Yeah, look. we were, yeah. like, I remember sitting in a... When he went to LA Galaxy, and we were, we were, we were like, watching the highlights, and... Zlatan Ibrahimovic is on the bench warming up, and he's sitting next to Emre Clemente. And we're just like, yeah. what the heck is going on? Yeah. So we're coming out of this era where we have Emre Clemente. Uh, anyway, not playing for the team anymore. Yeah. So there's, center, there's you know, figuring out who's going to play in the center back position. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like even when Clemente came back last season from he was, the Galaxy, no, yeah, he was first slow. of all, he was not good. Yeah. He was not match fit. Yeah. He was not mentally match fit. No. But the past couple years, we've just had a question mark at center back, not in terms of, Will we have uh, like center backs that can pass? I think we've already always kind of had center backs yeah. that can pass, but at one point last year, it just felt like there was no one that can just be consistent. Yeah, um, I think well, last year too, we were just kind of injury. Yeah, and that's another like thing. Everyone was getting hurt. There's always been injuries at center back. So yeah. coming into this year, we had you know Mitchell Tanner uh, option picked up or resigned. Yeah. And we signed two other center backs, and I was just thinking, is that enough? Mm-hmm. But so far, all three center backs yeah. have played minutes, look really good, and looked great. I watched them play with three center backs, uh, with uh, Deccan Keenan, yep, uh, Mitchell Tainer, and uh, Harris, the Greek Harris, the Greek, the Greek center back. Um, they played really well. That's yeah, they look really good. Um, the only thing is, Deccan Keenan is thirty five. He's old. He's old. He's, like, he's 35. 34, 35, he is, yeah, 35, yeah. 35, yeah. Um, really talented. Really good player. Like, I think it's just interesting to note. He's 34. He's from Israel. Um, he played with FC Cincinnati last year, their last their last year in the USL. Um, before that, he, he's played in the Premier League for Blackpool. Um, in 2010, they came up uh, from the championship, and he played with them that season. Uh, I know it was listed that he's played for Cardiff, Crystal Palace, Bristol City. I don't believe that was in the Premier League. I think it's when they were yeah. League One championship plays, whatever. But he has top level soccer experience he's played in world cup qualifiers and euro qualifiers with uh israel um just an interesting player has a lot of experience has a lot of knowledge i mean he carried a a yellow card for 40 for over 45 minutes um in this game and defended very solidly yeah Um, so i i I like him um i think he's a solid option at center back i think harris the greek the greek center back is also like i remember watching in the oklahoma city game uh, he's the one that had that he, dribble he through the midfield. It. Yeah, he, dri- and he dribbles it over. Oh my gosh, he like dri- he so he 
so they're playing with three at the back, so he has more license to go up. He he comes up, he lifts it over the uh, he dribbles through Oklahoma's midfield line, lifts it, like chips it over their defensive line, and right into right to Bonomo. Or either Awasa yeah, or Bonomo. Bonomo. It was Bonomo. Because that's Bonomo. when he drew the penalty. Then, then Bonobo gets like pulled down by a defender and then pulled down by the goalie and then pulled down by the defender again and draws the penalty. Anyway, this is, ama- is an amazing uh, t- attacking move by a center back. Really like him. Yeah. Played solidly in that game. Um, yeah. So, and, so uh, I, then, I would have to agree. Like, are the center backs through five games have been solid? Yeah. They're, they're, they haven't put a foot wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it feels good. It feels good. Mitchell, Mitchell. I don't think there's a crisis. Like, who? Oh, someone's gonna be mad because they're off the bench. They're on the bench. Mitchell Tanner can play elsewhere on the field. I think he can play. Yeah, we've seen it. He's played at other positions. He's played left back. Yeah, yeah. He's played right back. Yeah. I, he's not personally. He's not naturally a fullback. Yeah. Uh, he he's a left-footed player, so yeah. I think he's naturally the left-footed center back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I would, I would have to agree. So then I so one highlighter or takeaway from from this game for me would actually be Austin Bolt's defending. Huh. Um, I think that it's that type of unique tactical tweak that makes this league... And there's league, man marking. Yeah, yeah, makes this league just that much more enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. So if you... Obviously, if you don't know soccer super, super in-depth, you might just be thinking, okay, this was a 1-0 win, 85th minute, you know it was back and forth. There was nothing really happening. But when you take it to that next level of analysis and say, well, why was that happening? Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. And you see that there was a, a less talented team set up in a way that exploited a more talented team's seemingly strength. Yeah. And turned it into a weak, a weakness that makes me go, wow. Has that, Jose Mourinho yeah. uh, made it to the sideline of Austin Bold? <laughs> well, and it makes me think, okay, well, what are what is Sacramento doing mm-hmm. to do those same things? So I would actually tip my hat a little bit to the Austin Bold. Yeah. Even though they've had a bit of a rough start, Yeah, I think that they're a team that could potentially sneak into the playoffs. There may be one either creative midfielder that can break down a defense or one you know, kind of more dynamic forward yeah. away from being a, you know, eighth or ninth seed in the playoffs yeah. type of team. And then when they get into the playoffs, because they, they do play so, defensive I would, and they're hard to break down, yeah. they might be a team that could surprise. Take down a one seed. A team, yeah. Which we've seen. Which we've seen. With Sacramento. Sacramento has Took been the one seed. One. And we've been the eighth yeah. seed that have taken down a one seed. So, so that would be my big takeaway. Yeah. From from this game is actually the Austin Bold, and it'll be interesting to see how the game unfolds when we go to Austin, yeah, to play them, yeah, and yeah. like like I think that just kind of also highlights the beauty of going to Papa Murphy's Park and seeing a game played live because I didn't, I couldn't, you, you had told me about this having watched it live at the, in in the stadium, and I rewatched the game on the um, ESPN Plus and. You know, I can only see what the camera is covering, so I can't see all the movement that's happening off the ball because the camera just follows, goes with the ball. So, right. you know, that you there's this much richer experience that happens watching it live than on TV. No, no, I mean, I mean, away games is awesome to watch, mm-hmm. or you know, whatever. But um, I think it it just demonstrates that going to the game is just better overall than than watching it on TV. Yeah, that's my that's how I feel about that. Yep. All yeah. right. Well, anything yeah. else you wanna you wanna add? Uh, I don't think so. We've been going for yeah, almost an hour. Is, yeah. A good, a good place to stop. Well, thank you for joining us on our inaugural episode, Scott. Do you have any other questions, comments, or concerns? Uh, I think the only thing I would say is um, our next episode is probably going to be a review of the Portland Timbers two game, which was a loss. Which was a loss, a one zero loss. Um, again, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. but. Um, that that episode's probably not going to be an hour long because one, it was pouring rain. Yeah. Two, there was some yellow cards that turned into red cards that were given that were rescinded. Huh. So it's maybe not rescinded after the game. After the game. Okay. So it's maybe not the best example of Sacramento going up against a really good team. And Portland yeah. Timbers two are second in the West right now. Yeah. After after that game. Yeah. Um, obviously we're recording this after that game has 
been played. So um, we'll do a review of that, but it'll be a little bit, I think, a little bit quicker. Yeah. So don't expect an hour-long show. Expect maybe like a 20 or 30-minute long show. Yeah. We're just going to kind of do the highlights, explain how we got to being two men down. Yeah. And then maybe touch on how Republic responded, and then that'll kind of be it. Then wait for the next results. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There is no game after that so this is we're recording easter weekend yeah um so there's no game easter weekend there is a friendly against stanford which we might go to we might not yeah we'll see um the next game is i believe april 27th Correct. at home against phoenix, phoenix who are very talented and, suffer- and also not suffering doing well of a you know post player uh some post player drama yeah, as well so- his name is didier drogba and yeah, I think we all know that he played for Phoenix. Yeah, and so owns them right now or something. He's retired, I think. Who or did he have Drogba? What is yeah, Drogba? doesn't he like own part of Phoenix? Yeah, he's, okay, he's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll do a quick review of that. I think the Phoenix game will be fun. Yeah, if we go to the Stanford game, we'll maybe touch on that just yeah, for like five minutes or so, it. and I don't then that'll kind of be good. it. I think it's just going to kind of get a chance to let other, you know, yeah. Academy, maybe some academy players. Yeah, play so so maybe that's where we'll kind of focus on what maybe bench player looked hot, looked good. Yeah. Do we think could maybe contribute more to the team? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that is our first show. That is our first show. Thank you everyone for listening, and as always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.